With a battered offense, the Chargers are going to need production from unlikely players to get a win against the Falcons. And for wide receiver Josh Palmer, it's time to cash in on the offseason hype. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. To make sure you guys never miss the show, make sure you're subscribing to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you guys for making us your first listen on this preview and prediction show. And David, for me, it starts with the Chargers offense and they need some unsung heroes to show up in this game with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams probably both out for this one. And now Austin Eckler banged up late in the week. And I think offensively, they also need to get out to a big lead as well. And then defensively, we'll get into how the Chargers hopefully have improved some of their run defense because they're going up against a team that is going to absolutely test it. They, you know, as you said on the crossover, run it way more than they throw it. And then we'll get into our big time bowl predictions and also see who we think is going to win this game. But this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. And for me, David, it starts offensively for the Chargers, who, like I said, probably without their top two wide receivers. So it's time for wide receiver three for me to step up in this game and at least be a wide receiver two, be a wide receiver one for one game. I mean, I think this is an overarching issue because I think the Chargers need production from him. I think they need Michael Bandy to step up, DeAndre Carter as well. These are all guys that are going to have to have contributions with the guys the Chargers are going to be missing for this game. I mean, Donald Parham is probably going to be out as well. So I think it's about unsung heroes. And for me, it's about Josh Palmer starting to live up to that hype. Absolutely. Josh Palmer is going to get a very big opportunity in this game. He's going to be that wide receiver one pretty much from the jump. Okay. And because you got no Keenan, you got no Mike. Hopefully he's feeling healthy. He's been off for a few weeks. He is coming out of the concussion protocol, but he has told reporters that he is going to play on Sunday. So Josh Palmer is looked to be featured early and often in this football game. Absolutely. I think for him, he's going up against a really good matchup. And that's the hard thing for this Chargers offense. It's like they have such a juicy matchup. And it is, you have to wonder whether they have the weapons to fully take advantage of that, right? Because they're going up against a team that gives up the most passing yards in the entire NFL. 306 yards per game. The next closest team at 31 is the Steelers at 277. They're giving up almost 30 passing yards per game more than anyone else. They're giving up over 415 total yards per game. It's for me, Josh Palmer hasn't lived up to the hype this year, right? I mean, he has been banged up a little bit, right? He has knee and ankle stuff besides the concussion. But just in the opportunities with a prime opportunity with Keenan Allen out of the game, he hasn't been able to do it, right? And I think for yeah. this game in particular, he can rewrite the narrative. It only takes one if you're a wide receiver. Yeah. If he goes out and does something special, I'm not even saying I think he's going to. But he has that chance in this game to go do it. And I think another guy that they're going to have to rely on, I think the Chargers should get at least 20 targets between these two guys. I think the other guy is Gerald Everett. Yeah, absolutely, Daniel. And that's one of the guys that I wanted to see featured in this game as well. Gerald Everett has a great matchup in this game, especially because if he gets matched up one-on-one with any of the Atlanta Falcons' main linebackers, it's open season. I mean, literally open season. Troy Anderson has given up 19 receptions on 19 targets for 155 <laughs> yards. Not bad. Michael Walker, 
35 receptions on 40 targets. Rashawn Evans, 29 receptions on 34 targets. This is a reception percentage of over 85% for each one of these linebackers. It is a disgusting mismatch for Gerald Everett against anybody in the intermediate part of the football field, something the Chargers have not been accessing properly in this game and uh, or really in the season at all. And they need to in this football game. It is going to be wide open. They need to target it and exploit it with the guy who's one of their best yards after catch guys on the team. And of course, that's Gerald Everett. Yeah, the guy, you know, it takes a fist fight to bring him down, and we just haven't seen him enough in space, right? And he did come off a little bit of a better game. I tried to put my reverse jinx on him, making him my bold prediction. We'll see if I stick with that. Maybe Josh Palmer gets the call this week in the bold prediction segment today. But, yeah, I mean, you also kind of factor in that they're missing their top two cornerbacks, right? Their two yeah. starting cornerbacks, A.J. Terrell, who has actually been a phenom since yeah. he's come in the league after getting totally toasted in a national championship game, has gone on to be really, really good at the NFL level. But their other guy, Casey Hayward, someone that we're all very familiar with, has actually played very, very well for them. And I think for me, if the Chargers need, need to find a way to get on this Falcons team early, David, find whatever plays you have, get your pieces working, find a better you know, way during the bye week to use the pieces that you have left, and hopefully they can jump out to a lead. It's very important for the Chargers to jump out to an early lead in this game. They have fallen behind in three of their last five contests, and they've had to claw their way back. And some of those times they were not able to do it. And it's just because it forces you to have to adjust a lot quicker than you really want to. You can't even get into your game plan. Most of the time you have to abandon the run because you fell behind and you have to pass to catch up, which makes it a much easier assignment for the defense. And you just can't get creative. And, And that's all of those things work against you. The Chargers need to get out to an early lead in this game, be able to run the football, to be able to lean on the Atlanta Falcons and really be able to get up big, get Justin Herbert comfortable. This is a great match for him too I think this is a really big opportunity for a get right game for Justin Herbert I think this might be the the first time this season where we go yep that's the top five quarterback that we were expecting this season absolutely I I mean and let's be honest they're going to need some special Justin Herbert in this game to get a win but to your point David they were down 14 to 0 on a loss to the Rams they were down 21 to 0 on a loss to the Buccaneers and they were down 21 to 0 on a loss to the Bengals that's three games right there of their four losses, right? They got down to huge leads. You factor that and couple that with the fact that the Chargers have gotten down double digits uh-huh. in their past three games in the first quarter. Yep. They absolutely need to get off to a fast start in this game and show something. Hopefully there's better chemistry with Justin Herbert and who is left on this offense after the bye week. That is something that's going to be huge. And for me, it's finding anything in the running game. I mean, the yeah. Falcons are actually very middle of the pack. Yeah, as far as giving up 108 wise. rushing yards per game. Right, that's 11th, right? Yards per carry, 14th. Nothing. Although crazy they gave there. up 170 to the Carolina Panthers last week. so It's been worse recently, yeah. right? That's the thing. And what I need is I need more than one carry from Isaiah Spiller. Pretty please. Please. Uh, you know, I, I'd like please. 8 to 10 carries from him in this game, right? And I They're think the other be. thing is, too, that you need to get right. And we saw the Chargers fix some things in their running game last year during the bye week. They did seem more connected coming out. This is the first extended time this offensive line has had together to kind of figure things out and get more cohesive in the running game. But I also think you just need more out of your tight ends as well, right? You need more out of Gerald Everett and you definitely need more out of Trey McKitty who was brought in to be a blocking tight end, use a third round pick on it. He needs to act like it too, right? There's other guys that have to step up, but hopefully these are things they figured out because I think they just need something. It doesn't have to be a 200 yard rushing game, but you need it to be somewhat of a factor. 
you need it to be a factor because you want your passing offense to be that much more effective and you want your play action to work because over the middle of the field too. That's how you open up the middle of the field. You get the linebackers to come up with the run and that's how you attack that intermediate area. Exactly. The chargers need to utilize the play action in this game and they have to be able to run the, the football. It has to be a threat. It has to be a thought in their mind if you want that play action to be successful. And then when they are doing that, I'm hoping that Justin Herbert's feeling a little bit better because there's some things that I want to see involved in the offense that we haven't seen in a while. I want them to attack the proper zones. They need to play with better spacing. They need to have guys that are attacking the short, intermediate, and deep areas of the football field and get them doing the right things to put the defense in conflict. We talk about how the Chargers defense wants to put the opposing offense in conflict. You want to be able to do that to the opposing defenses. And I want to see them use the RPO game because that's one of the things we haven't seen very often. And I'm sure that has to do with Justin Herbert's injury, but hopefully he's feeling good because that threat of the RPO seems to work all the time. I want to see them manufacture some shots with some design rollouts as well. Uh, I know you don't have the best speed, but you can scheme up ways to be able to give Justin Herbert more time to be able to scan the field, feel comfortable scanning the field and unleash a few down the field. You have to make them respect your ability to access the deep part of the field. If you can't do that, then they're just going to keep the roof on the coverage and they're going to force you to throw it horizontally all game. And the Chargers cannot do that in this game. Yeah, I mean, and they get beat deep. I mean, they literally got beat for like a 65-yard touchdown that should have won the Panthers the game last week, and they should have absolutely lost multiple times, right, in that game. They can be beat there. For some reason, they had their linebacker, Rashawn Evans, was playing the deep middle safety when I was watching that game back on that, like, Hail Mary that wasn't a Hail Mary play. (laughs) Yeah, I was was convinced. I was like, 54? It seems kind of weird on with 20 seconds left in the game, you know, as one of your, your deepest middle defender. Odd things, but they will kind of, you know, have some confusion like that at times. There are plays where you can absolutely take advantage of this Atlanta defense. You just hope that with who the Chargers have left, they're able to fully take advantage of it, right? Because that is something that we just haven't seen them do consistently enough on a weekend and week out basis. But let's not joke ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves here. I mean, the Chargers are going to need an effort from their defense in this game. And the Chargers defense has to be better if they want to win this one. To me, it starts up front. It starts in the trenches. So we're going to get into our keys for success for the Chargers defense going up against a dangerous Atlanta Falcons offense coming up after this. But I do need to tell you guys about something very exciting. That is Prediction Strike, the world's first sports stock market. You can now invest in professional athletes just like stocks. It's a low-risk alternative to sports betting and athlete prices move based on their performance and supply and demand. Right now, guys, if you had last year gotten in on Jalen Hurts, right, and you invested in him, you'd be up 48% right now. One of the great parts about Prediction Strike is that the athletes that you're investing in are also getting a piece of the profits. They're entitled to a percentage of their market cap, and you can invest in some of your favorite players as well. You can go with Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and it's all based on performance. So like, hey, you think Gerald Everett's going to keep it going? You can get in on Gerald Everett for 56 cents a share right now on Prediction Strike, right? Get in while it's low, because, I mean, he could have a big one in this one. And you could also get in on Josh Palmer, right? Guys you think that are going to step up and do big things. And right now, guys, all you have to do is download the Prediction Stripe app, Prediction Strike app and use the promo code LOCKED for a free share when you sign up and make it a positive $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with a code LOCKED and makes a deposit of 100 to win 100 free random shares. That means you could get $3,000 if you're lucky. You could get Josh Allen shares or someone like that. You can get some bona fide NFL superstar shares or Justin Herbert, right, and make a bunch of money off of that. Invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. 
I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar, the best protein bar on earth. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. Built Bars are back, guys, and they have some great flavors coming up that you are not going to want to miss. Right now, I would recommend going on there and checking out the Snickerdoodle Chunk. Never been a huge, huge chocolate guy. You throw in Snickerdoodles or some sort of cookie like that, that is something that I'm absolutely here for. And I would love, love, love for you guys to try this because it will probably be your favorite protein bar. But it's also the holiday season, guys. So right now, they have a white chocolate peppermint granola coming. It's Built's take on the granola bar, but it's so much more filling and insanely tasty. And you can go with the candy cane brownie puff. Built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. And the great thing about this is not only the flavors, because they have the best flavors out there, some new flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper, but also you're getting the taste of a candy bar while getting the nutrition of the most nutritious protein bars, because most of the bars have 17 grams of protein and only 130 calories. They're low on sugar. They're low on carbs. They fit on almost every diet, and they will fit for your pocketbook as well, David, because Right now, you can save 15% off your order at Built.com with the promo code LOCKDOWN15. That's promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off at Built.com. It is now on to the defensive side of things, David, and we're talking about before the bye week, right? Everything's pre-bye week now. The Chargers have a chance to rewrite the script here in the second half, but they were one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL over the first, you know, seven games that they played, 27 points per game allowed. It's just been very bad. A lot of that's come from explosive plays. I mean, there's a lot of times where the Chargers are just in the right position, doing the right things, and then all of a sudden they're not, and they're giving up 20, 50, 75-yard touchdowns at certain times. But for me, David, it's pretty simple. right? Yeah. You talked about it yesterday, and that's what got me thinking about just how much the Falcons run the ball. They've ran the ball 90 more times than they've thrown the ball in 2022. That is not a stat unless you know your quarterback is absolutely awful that you see really ever in the entire NFL. And I just, for me, the Chargers run defense is going to have to improve kind of leaps and bounds, David, in some way, as far as eliminating those big plays, because if it happens again, it's going to be a really long day for the Chargers. Yes, it is. And they've run the football a lot and to great effectiveness. The Falcons rank fifth in the league with a total of 1,265 rushing yards, averaging 158 point yards a game on 268 attempts through the first (laughs) eight games they are gonna run the ball and they have a slew of ball carriers that they are going to give the ball to these guys are not particularly uh i I would say elusive they don't have a a lot of breakaway speed but they're guys that are going to batter you they're going to continuously just bludgeon you into submission you're going to see tyler algier you're going to see uh huntley you're going to see marcus mariota as well carry the football all of those guys are going to stress out this chargers defense and if they did not make the requisite improvements in in this football game they are going to struggle mightily the chargers have given up 5.7 yards per attempt which is dead last in the nfl the the This team right here they're going up against, they are going to run it straight down their throat, and it's going to get ugly if the Chargers don't stop them on early downs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for the Chargers, especially on those early downs, this is something where if you can just get them off track, like it's a lot like we talked about before the Browns game, right? Like, hey, I know they're going to get some. They're going to get theirs to a certain extent, but if you can just derail them, if you can kind of just knock them off their game plan, you're going to put Marcus Mariota in some bad spots. And that's why I just hope that the Chargers defense can just not give up a 40-plus yard rushing touchdown like they've given up in five of their seven games, not give up a 50-yard rushing touchdown like they've given up in four of their seven games. 
I just hope that if they can just keep it and minimize those big plays, if they can contain Marcus Mariota, and most importantly, if they can get some more physical play on the edge, that is going to be what helps them and probably wins them this game, in my opinion. This is something that I think for the Chargers, they have to have gotten it better than it was. It's not going to be a top 10 unit. I'm not expecting it to. I'm not expecting it to figure just be out assignment everything. sound. Just be right. where you're supposed to be. Especially and they run a lot of edge. misdirection. That's where the Chargers too. are getting yeah. killed is yeah. on the edge of their defense. And Chris Rumpf was a part of that, right? And he's out, obviously, this week. But now, I mean, your backups right now are Derek Tuska and Jeremiah Tauchu. Those are your backup yeah. edges. With Kyle Van Noy, you know, presumably playing there full time. So that's going to be huge. If you can do that, though, David, you're going to get Marcus Mariota to give you some chances. That's oh, for yeah. sure in this game. Because Marcus Mariota is going to give them chances. So that's why one of my keys for success. Take advantage of the Marcus Mariota mistakes. So far this year, six interceptions and eight fumbles in eight games. That's 14 chances for turnovers, right, in just seven games or eight games for them this season. That's almost two per game, not including, you know, the other four fumbles the Falcons have had as a team. This game could be decided on that, right? If you drop an interception, if you force a fumble that you can't jump on, that could be the difference in this game because I expect it to be close in this one. So you, to me, you have to take advantage of those Marcus Mariota mistakes because last game, he threw an interception in overtime that should have lost him the game. He threw another oh, yeah. interception earlier in the game, just throwing a deep ball, right? The 50-50 ball, basically. He will give you some chances. Yeah, and you got to capitalize on You have to make those hurt. When you get those turnovers, you have to turn those into touchdowns. And I think a good way to get some of those turnovers and, and maybe force one of those fumbles is to attack the tackles. They are pretty weak. I would say both of them, McGarry and Matthews have given up 23 pressures, five quarterback hits and six sacks. So Khalil Mack needs to have a big impact in this game. He needs to get after these tackles. He needs to push the pocket, but also the chargers need to keep a spy on Marcus Mariota as well, because he will scramble. He will try to extend the play. And I think the perfect spy is Drew Tranquil. I love Drew Tranquil as a spy. He has that athleticism because he's a former safety. He has that coverage ability. He has that suddenness and that speed to be able to keep up with him. That's something I think it's going to be important for the Chargers to do in this game. Absolutely. I mean, that is something that's part of, you know, slowing down the run for the Falcons, right? Because he is a guy that can tuck it as well. Like I said, he almost cost them the game last week by throwing a bad interception in overtime, but he also won them the game at the end by a huge scramble that put them in field goal position to go and win that game in overtime. So it's, it's give and take with Marcus Mariota, but he is a, you know, an NFL quarterback. He can make the plays if they're just easily giving it to him. And, the Chargers have to make it tough on Marcus Mariota. If they do, he can have a 7 for 19 game like he had earlier on oh, yeah. in the season. He can melt down. For me, it has to do a lot with staying disciplined on the back end, though, because even though Marcus yes. Mariota isn't great, he takes shots, and the Chargers mm-hmm. will be tested deep, and they're going to have to not commit penalties on third right. downs. They're going to have to get their head around and not have those big chunks given away from those penalties, and they're going to just have to take advantage. If there are balls flown in there, someone like Nazir Adderley is going to have some chances. He has to be there on those yeah. deep passes in this one. And I also think keeping Kyle Pitts down, right? Because Kyle yes. Pitts is a very boom or bust player, like very dramatically so. boom or bust, right? Two games of five catches and 80 plus yards, five games of three catches and less than 25 yards, right? You can't let that yeah. dude be a factor because he is a super athlete. He is a guy that can, you know, be a, their best pass catcher on a good day. And to me, I think that somebody that, hey, if you can kind of bounce him around early, if you're not letting him get involved, he's a guy that can kind of disappear for the rest of the game too. But We do have to put our money where our mouths are, David. I know what you picked, but I haven't heard your bold predictions yet, so we're going to get into our bold predictions in our final game predictions coming up right after this. 
But of course, first, I need to tell you guys about something that is actually one of my wife's favorite things, and that is LinkedIn jobs. These days, new potential hires can feel like high stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I wish you guys could have seen my wife's face when I talked to her and told her that LinkedIn Jobs was one of our sponsors for this episode. I mean, she is actually a recruiter and she uses LinkedIn Jobs every day. I mean, she has to, you know, make her company pay for LinkedIn Jobs because she says it's the only way to get the best candidates. She also said it's just super easy to make a hiring post. All you have to do is put your job out there and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. And the simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Right now, guys, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the most qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. All you have to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David, well, I think i can fairly say that i don't know if either of us are feeling great about this game obviously if you don't know some people don't so we won't spoil the surprise i know that you don't feel good about this game but i think there's some guys that can still come through and have big games in this one so let's get into our offensive bowl predictions here a lot of places you can go because like we've said this is not a very good atlanta falcons defense much worse offenses than the chargers have put up big numbers against this atlanta falcons defense and that's when they had guys like aj terrell and Casey Hayward. They're without those guys this week, just like the Chargers are beat up. They're beat up defensively. Who are you going with, or what are you going with for your offensive bowl prediction? Yeah, so offensive bowl prediction for me here is going to be centered around the tight end Gerald Everett. I think he has a very good opportunity. I already talked about how he has a very good matchup against the middle of that Falcons secondary, that Falcons defense. There's going to be a lot of chances for him to really destroy the middle of that defense. So I think he's going to be used a lot. I think they're going to throw him some screens as well and let him work. I think he's going to have a big day. I'm talking 10 catches, 135 yards, and two touchdowns for Gerald Everett. That is a bold, bold prediction. I mean, I think the, the most yards he's had this year is something like 81. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost doubling his, Going you know, big, best team. Yeah, that is definitely big. I could see it. I mean, I, there's one thing. I mean, this Falcons have not been good against tight ends this year. They've given up seven catches, two tight ends in every game, except for three so far this season. And they've given up six catches to, to tight ends in all but two games so far in 2022. So, Tight ends have been getting production. They've been allowing a total or an average of 69 yards per game, two tight ends so far this season. Since you're going Gerald Everett, I'm going to give Josh Palmer my extra special seal of approval for my bowl prediction this week. His biggest game ever came earlier this season when he went six for 99 against the Jags. I'm going to go bigger than that for this one. I'm going to say Josh Palmer is the one that breaks out in this game and goes seven catches, for 135 yards in a touchdown in this one. I, I think he it. has a big one. I think he has a 40-plus yard catch in this one as well. And it would be great to see. I mean, yes, it just please. not even just for this season, but to know that that guy is capable of doing that going into next season, right, when you have other guys like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen banged up, it's nice to know, hey, this is a guy that when he's needed can step up and perform for you like a number one receiver, if not just for one game. But let's get to the defensive side of things here, David. This one was a little tougher. Where'd you go for it? Yeah, so I had a little bit of fun, and I think I went with someone I haven't really gone with before or haven't gone with in a while, and I am going to have some fun with this. This is going to be Asante Samuel Jr. for my defensive bull prediction, and I am going to say he's going to get a pick in this game, 
but he's also going to get sent on a corner blitz and he's going to get a sack in this game too. So I'm that. calling a very fun, very energetic game for Asante Samuel Jr. in this one. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see an outside corner blitz from the charge. We don't see that. I mean, and plus it seems like his physicality has really come back to him this year when he's not yes. dealing with the concussions. He's been maybe the second best open field tackler in that entire He's secondary behind Derwin James, right? And they need him to be that in this game and be that dude and be that dog that he has been pretty much for the most of this year, right? Without the yep. bonehead mistakes like he had in the last game, getting beat on third and 15 for a touchdown. Yeah. If they can just not do things like that, I think they have a good chance to win this game. I went more general for this one with a little side of individualism. I went the Chargers defense gets three takeaways against the Falcons. They're a team that will give you the opportunity to do it. It feels like the Chargers have not had some balls bounce this way. This is the week it comes back. Maybe they jump on a couple of fumbles. Maybe they have an interception from a guy like Asante Samuel Jr. Because we know he's been close a lot of times already this season. <laughs> and I'll throw in a little side of Drew Tranquil, 12 tackles I in this it. one, matching his season high. Because I think he could be a guy who's going to be very involved against a team who's run the ball many more times than they've thrown it yeah. so far this year. So, David, for those... Who didn't hear the crossover yesterday? Let's uh, do a little recap of who you picked to win in this one. I know you're usually the homer. Are you going to surprise people today? Yeah, I, I am going to surprise some people today, and unfortunately, they're not going to. They're probably not going to like it too much. Uh, and it's the and it's because I don't think the Chargers are going to win this game. And it's maybe a little bit of reverse psychology here because I still want to see it, but I also want to see the adjustments that need to be made on both sides of the ball. The Chargers yeah. need to get a, a lot more explosive on offense and they need to limit the explosives on defense. And until I see that happen with my own two eyes, I just do not feel comfortable picking the Chargers to win in this game. So I did not. I picked them to lose 34 to 31. Oh, I mean, I think I'd sign up for the Chargers offense, putting up 31. If your defense can't hold them to under 31, that's on you, buddy. You know, so yeah. uh I understand being in 100% prove-it mode, right? I mean, I don't, like, people can argue in the comments if they want. I don't think this team is that much different than the Seahawks who are overachieving, right? Yeah. I don't think this team is that much different than a team like the Jaguars who have, you know, played the Chargers and blew them out and now are 2-5. and five. Like, yeah. what's to make me think this is any different from those games? Obviously, it's a different team, but the one thing the Chargers haven't shown me is the ability to beat teams like this. The teams who weren't supposed to be good that are now kind of good now. I mean, the Jaguars, they've lost, like, what, four games by one score? Like, they're close to having a really good record as well. The Falcons, even at 4-4, four and four, have a couple of games they absolutely should have lost, too. All oh, yeah. these teams are about the same. But for me, I'm also in prove-it mode with the Chargers. Like, I don't know how I can feel super confident because I don't feel super confident who's going to play. Yeah. Keenan Allen's probably out. Mike Williams probably out. Donald Parham probably yeah. out. Josh Palmer coming back from injury, right? Austin Eckler added to the injury report on a Thursday and now is a limited participant in practice. I feel good about him playing, yeah. but the state of the Chargers offense is absolutely abysmal right now, and it's just so hard to have faith that this team can put up the points necessary offensively with the chemistry that we saw with Justin Herbert and these guys last week, which was non-existent. I haven't yeah. seen Justin Herbert play a good game in at least three games, right, or at least you know two games the last couple of games. I need the Chargers to prove it with me. I know Justin Herbert's great, and he's going to be fine. It's going to balance out. But he hasn't shown me he can be great with the supporting cast that he has right now, and that's not yeah. his fault. Let's get that clear right now. That's not his fault, and he doesn't have a lot he's working with. Yeah. I just don't have a lot of ton, a ton of faith in it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to prove it to me for the Chargers right now. I'm going Chargers lose this game 27-20 to 20 because I don't know how I can have faith you know, and feel confident in saying that they're going to win. And let me be clear here. 
the Chargers absolutely can beat the Falcons. I still feel like they are a lot more talented than the Falcons on both sides of the ball. They are healthier than them on defense, surprisingly. And on offense, they have the better quarterback. And even the weapons that they have, they are better. I still believe that. But you need to show it to me before I'm going to have that faith that they're going to be able to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I would say, hey, the Chargers are still missing Joey Bosa and J.C. Jackson's out for the entire season. So, I mean, those are pretty big names (laughs) to not have out there. But, yeah, Yeah. I mean, the the Falcons' best defensive player is A.J. Terrell. Mm. He's not going to be in this game probably. So, like, yeah, both sides can use injuries as an excuse. Whatever side doesn't use injuries as an excuse is going to win this game because the rest of the guys are going to have to step up. For the Chargers, I just don't have as much faith, having watched them this entire year, that those backups are going to step up because for every, you know, Jamari Sawyer you have in there, you have other guys who haven't stepped up when given those roles, like someone like Josh Palmer, who has a chance yeah. in this game to make all of that offseason Change my mind. come to fruition. Please. Yeah, 100%. And, like, it's 100% a hopeful thing, right? It's like, yeah. hey, this is a great matchup. He's not going to get a better matchup. No. This is the chance he has with the two top guys out to be that number one receiver for one game. Let's see if he can do it, and hopefully we'll be back here early on Sunday because it is a 10 a.m. Pacific time game against the Falcons in Atlanta for this one with a nice post-game show where we talk about the Chargers winning a nice, easy game with nothing crazy going on in the fourth quarter. We can all pray and hope for that, right? But probably not likely to happen. But that's going to do it for today. Make sure you guys are back here and subscribing on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel, following the show on all platforms for free every single day to make sure you guys don't miss the post game on Sunday after the game where we get to come on here and talk about all the biggest plays and recap the game for you guys. And to do that, make sure you're following everywhere. You can also find the show every day on all of our social media. You can go and find us on Twitter at Locked On LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports. And David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. His DMs, as always, are always open. You can also find the show on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on, on, on Instagram. <laughs> I broke myself for a second there. But we will be back with you guys on Sunday. If you guys want to call in with your questions after the game, you can do that at 323-524-7924. But once again, guys, we appreciate you guys making us your first listen today. If you need a second listen, make sure to go check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter. The biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. Make sure you guys are checking that out for free and available on all platforms. But we will be back with you guys with our Chargers postcast, the post-game show coming to you guys on Sunday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.